0: Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. you ever get distracted when you're praying the rosary? Your mind starts to wander, even though you tell yourself, I'm going to really think about that first joyful mystery, the angel Gabriel coming to the Blessed Virgin Mary, but you find yourself two beads into the rosary and your mind's wandering thinking about what you're going to eat for dinner that night or some project at work or a game on TV or maybe something someone said to you earlier that day. Huh, what did she mean by that? Oh, wait, I'm sorry, Jesus, I'm supposed to be thinking about Gabriel and the Blessed Virgin. Virgin Mary in the Annunciation, and you kind of feel bad about that. Does that ever happen to you? I bet it does, because it happens to all of us. I have talked to many people around the world about this, whether it's bishops with apostolic succession, or priests, or contemplative nuns, and devout lay people. I- I've talked to so many people who all have admitted they struggle many times in the rosary. They easily get distracted, and they could easily fall into discouragement. I've heard many people say, the rosary is just too... Hard. I'm not good at this. I don't know if I should even bother. It takes too long. I, I don't get a lot out of it. My heart's not in it. If you've ever felt those emotions, know that there are many great heroes in our faith who have felt that, but they persisted. They did not give up on the rosary, and neither should you. Who is it that's putting those negative thoughts in your head? Who is it that wants you to stop even trying to pray the rosary? Who is it that's saying, you're not good enough, you stink at this prayer, you don't get anything out of it, it's not worth your time? it's the enemy. It's the devil. He does not want you to pray this powerful prayer because he knows how much of an impact it'll make in your own life and in your family and in the world. So he will beat you up and just get you to think you're too busy. You don't have time. You're not good at it. Why bother? I want to offer you some practical tips here today. We're going to look at some practical tips on how you can enter into the rosary more profoundly. And there are dozens of insights I like to talk about, uh, and I'll bring them out in future podcasts, I'm sure. But at least today, I'm going to focus on just a few. And it's an important time to do this because it's the month of May. This is Mary's month, and I want to really encourage you. When we have a special month like this, we're coming out of the, 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 the the, the beginning of the Easter season here and it's the month of May. It's a time to think about Mary. And one great way to show our love for Mary, to grow in our relationship with her, is to pray the rosary. So I want to encourage you, if you're already praying the rosary, keep doing it. If you haven't prayed the rosary in a while, I want to encourage you to start. Bring it back into your life. Uh, or maybe you're a little scared about this prayer. Maybe you it's been a long time since you've prayed it and you didn't have a good experience last time you tried or Maybe you've never prayed it before. I want to encourage you, you you don't even have to do the whole rosary. If if you would just do one decade, just one set of mysteries of the rosary, that's an Our Father, followed by ten Hail Marys and a Glory Be. If you could just do that every day uh, for this month of May, for the rest of May. That would give Mary a great gift, and I think it's going to be an incredible gift to you. I think you'll find your life enriched through this devotion. Uh, if you have just two and a half minutes a day that you could give to God, do you have just two and a half minutes? That's all it takes to pray one decade of the rosary. Uh, so I want to encourage you to incorporate this in your in your daily life. Um, as, as I'm getting ready to start and go through these keys for encountering Christ more profoundly and not having your mind wander so much uh, during the rosary. I want to just remind you all. if you have any questions about Mary, any questions about the rosary, anything we talk about in this podcast, or it could be anything else you want to ask me. You want to ask me questions about the Catholic faith as a whole or... Uh, What I think of the latest Marvel movie or the Chicago Cubs' chances in the World Series this year, feel free to send your questions to me. You can find me on my website, edwards3.com. You can find me also at info.edwards3 at gmail.com. Info.edwards3 at gmail.com. And you can always reach me, of course, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. But let's go through a couple keys that I hope can help enrich your praying of the rosary, give you a little more confidence. A couple keys to keep in mind. First one is always remember that the intention you bring to your praying of the rosary or praying at mass, praying in your holy hour, any kind of prayer, your intention is most important. Your intention is much more important than how much attention you give during your prayer. Now, don't get me wrong. We should try our best to always pay attention during prayer. But God knows we're weak and we're human and we're going to easily get distracted. That's why it's so important we begin our prayer with a good intention. It's very important we just don't rush in to the praying of the rosary, but maybe just take a moment, recollect ourselves, quiet ourselves down, and just tell God, I love you, God. I want to give you my best in this rosary. I want to offer this rosary for this intention, whatever it is. And you know you're going to probably get distracted, but Lord, right now I'm going to try my best. And the best is the best you can give. <laughs> you know that, that might be the best that you can give. Is I'm going to try my best, uh, and and God will look favorably upon that. The fact that you start with a good intention is so important that even if a couple beads into it, you're you're thinking about uh, that baseball game, <laughs> or you're you're thinking about a problem with one of your children. It, it's going to be okay. It, God will even you know. God will work with that. He's going to see that you're, you are sincerely trying. Now, I want to be clear, that doesn't mean that you, you you can just say, oh, I got a good intention and I, I just tried, but you didn't really try. You know, like you're trying to pray uh, your, your, your Hail Marys in between downs of your favorite football team as you're watching on TV. That wouldn't really be a good intention. You know, uh, a good intention is you, you put your phone down. You're not looking at social media. You're given, you, you close your computer screen. You, you turn off the music. You know, you just focus on God for, for this time. I'm going to try my best Lord. I'm going to give you my, the best I can. Uh, so if you sincerely try, God will bless that. I want you to remember that. So even if your mind goes wandering, if you began with a good intention, it'll bear so much fruit. So take time at the beginning of your rosary. Second thing to keep in mind is that the words you're reciting in the rosary, they're biblical. They're holy. They come from God. They come right out of Scripture, right? The word's, Hail, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. That's what Gabriel said to Mary. And then, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. That's what Elizabeth spoke to to Mary in the visitation scene. So these opening words of the Hail Mary are right out of Scripture. So just the fact that we're repeating God's very inspired words back to him is beautiful. Sacred words that we speak. Words that the angel Gabriel spoke with love. Love to Mary, and words that Elizabeth spoke with love to Mary. And their love wasn't just for Mary. Both Gabriel and Elizabeth had a tremendous love for the baby Jesus that was going to be in Mary's womb, for, or, or already in Mary's womb, in Elizabeth's case. Uh, so what, what a wonderful thing that we can repeat words of the angel and words of Elizabeth in awe, in love over the mystery of Christ, the mystery of God becoming man inside Mary's womb. So so just realize, if, if your mind is completely wandering, but you're at least speaking these words, that's an incredible thing. So don't be discouraged if your mind wanders. If you have a good intention, first point. Secondly, remember the words themselves are biblical, holy, sacred. But thirdly, here's a practical thing, something you can do to try to get better. I want to encourage you, thirdly, focus on the name of Jesus. When you pray the rosary, sometimes it's hard to concentrate on all the mysteries. There's so much to think about and you're tired. Maybe you pray this when you're driving in your car or going for a walk. Many times the best I find I can do is just to focus on the name of Jesus at every Hail Mary. So at the very center of every Hail Mary, John Paul II says, we find the center of gravity of this prayer. We find what he calls the hinge of this prayer. So all of our attentions focus right here on the name of Jesus, which comes right in the middle of the Hail Mary. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. Just saying his word is powerful, right? Uh, Demons flee in the name of Jesus, right? St. Paul says in Philippians chapter 2, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth. So there's great power in this name. So simply speaking the name of Jesus is powerful. But I want to encourage you to do something else here. Uh, I find especially with the repetition of the Hail Marys, one thing we could do is when we come to the name of Jesus, treat it like you're, you're talking to someone you really love. And when you speak their name, speak it with love. That's what we do with those we love. And yeah, you think of a, a young couple falling in love and they say each other's names. They stare into each other's eyes. We could do that with the rosary. We could say, bless through to thy womb, Jesus. And when we speak Jesus's name just a little bit, just maybe slow down a little bit, just give a give a little a little reverence as we speak the name. Uh, put some love in that name, like you're talking to your lover. Blesses the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Blesses the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Just speaking his name with love is so powerful. You know, in the great tradition of prayer, uh, I'm gonna go a little deep on you here for those of you that that, that want to hear hear this and take this in. This could be really helpful for your prayer life. Uh, there's a a great tradition of like finding a, maybe a, a key sacred word from Scripture or one of the titles of God or the titles of Jesus, Lord, God, or saying the word holy or just saying that word and repeating it over and over again with love, uh, like the famous Jesus prayer, Jesus, uh, Son, of, Son of God, have mercy on me. Uh, it's a wonderful thing to do. Uh, and when we repeat that name of Jesus, for example, Uh, We can almost like channel all of our desires, our deepest desires that God has put on our heart. Our deepest desires are for Him. And to have those desires deep in our souls come out more is a very good thing. Too often in life, we live at our love at the level of superficial desires. Uh, I just want more money, or I want some recognition, or I want to just be entertained. And I can't wait to see this movie, and can't wait to go watch this game. And and we go from one thing to the next to the next, but that never really satisfies. Those things are just passing entertainments, passing desires, superficial desires being met. But our deepest desires are never fulfilled because they're made for God alone. And if we can let those deepest desires come out more, we're, we're, we're going to be changed. We're, we're going to be living uh, at a much deeper level in our lives. We're going to be more fulfilled. And that's what the rosary can do for you if you just... All you do, even if you don't remember all the mysteries, you just focus on the name of Jesus at every Hail Mary and you speak his name with love. You you put all your desires, your, your deepest desires, which are for him in that name. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Jesus, that's a powerful, powerful thing that can transform your own spiritual life. So we've talked about three things so far on how you can pray your rosary better. I want to summarize. Remember, start with a good intention. Even if you get distracted, it's okay. Just start with a really good intention. Give God, try to give God your best at least. Secondly, remember no matter what happens in your decades of the rosary, if your mind is wandering, the words themselves are biblical and holy. You're giving God a great gift, a great present just by saying those words. Thirdly, speak the name of Jesus with love. It's powerful. The demons flee at this name. Speak it with love. Put all your desires, let those deepest desires for him come out. But fourthly, here's a fourth one. This is something John Paul II recommended. A lot of Eastern European nations uh, do this uh, this approach, I've heard. Uh, It's called, uh, well, it's the idea of adding a clause at the name of Jesus after the name of Jesus at every hail mary adding a little clause that relates every hail mary then to the mystery you would be contemplating in that mis- in that particular decade so for example if you're doing the first sorrowful mystery you could pray blessed is the fruit of thy womb Jesus agonizing in the garden Jesus agonizing in the garden for all 10 of those hail marys or if it's the first glorious mystery you could say blessed is the fruit of thy womb Jesus risen from the dead or Jesus appearing to Mary Magdalene or Jesus Touched by Thomas, you know. So you can pick like something that relates to the particular mystery you're contemplating, uh, and add a little clause that that brings that theme out at after Jesus's name at every Hail Mary. I when I use this, I don't pray this way all the time, but I can tell you it's really helpful when I do. I find sometimes when I'm driving all by myself, I'll pray it this way, where it helps me to to kind of focused. Do you ever get spiritually ADHD? You know, you're all over the place. Well, when you when you kind of come up with this clause, it, it helps you to kind of you know. My mind's wandering. I remember. Oh, agonizing in the garden. Or oh, I remember you know Jesus risen from the dead. It brings me right back to the mystery, which I find could be helpful. So, and that's one approach. John Paul II recommended. You don't have to pray it this way, but uh, I find it helpful sometimes. So that's the fourth point I want to leave you with, and the last one. I'm going to leave you with is this will take you to the highest level of prayer praying of the rosary. And that's, if you can contemplate the mystery, it's uh, you know, sometimes people wonder, well, do I focus on the words or do I focus on the mystery, the scenes from the life of Christ? It's hard to do both. And, you know, it's kind of like every day is a little bit different and, uh, every personality is a little bit different. Some are going to focus more uh, on the words. Others may focus on the mysteries. But I think in the tradition, the, the mysteries bring you to the height because it's meant to kind of, the, the mysteries of the rosary are meant to bring you into the rhythm of Christ's life. Our lives become more conformed to his. The more we fill our mind with His the stories of his life. And we're remembering them. And we're we're, we're praising God for them. We're putting ourselves in those scenes, whatever that might be. And I find one way I know that sometimes, many times I should say, when I pray the rosary, I'm kind of just rushing through the the decades and and my mind's all over the place. And the best I can do is focus on the words or focus on Jesus' name. But I can tell you in times when I'm a little more intentional, a little more present to God, I can tell I'll pause right before I begin the praying of that decade. Uh, I'll just pause a little bit and I'll I'll say, you know, the first joyful mystery of the Annunciation. I'll just pause and I'll just try to think of one aspect of that Annunciation. I'm going to think of Mary's fiat. And I just, just, just pause for just like, you know, 15, 20 seconds, like I am right now. And then I start our father who art in heaven and and just by pausing a little bit, I start to fill my mind. I'm a little more likely to remember Mary's fiat throughout that first joyful mystery or whatever whatever aspect of the mystery I'm thinking about. But it's a beautiful thing when we can put those pictures before our mind. You know, I, I liken it to when I show my children pictures from the family album. We're looking at pictures of old vacations, looking at pictures of their grandparents, looking at pictures from when they were a baby. The more we look at those pictures, the more I'm filling their memory with the story of our family life. That's what we're doing in meditating upon the mysteries of the rosary. We're putting before our mind, or imagination, and filling our memory with stories from our family life, the holy family's life, Mary, Joseph, and Jesus, uh, uh, who's all a part of our spiritual family here in the church. And, And so it's good to fill our minds with the life of Christ so that then where we praise him more, we thank him more, we, we return to him more, we think of him more, and, and we begin to have our lives be more conformed with his. So, my friends, these are just a few little practical points. I want to encourage you, uh, if you have enjoyed this podcast. I want to encourage you, please share it with other people. Uh, if you've enjoyed listening to All Things Catholic, whether it's this episode or others, i uh, hoping to build up the audience this year. If you could share it with family members and friends that could be blessed by it, I would be very grateful. Uh, know that I'm praying for you. Please pray for me. And again, reach out to me anytime on my website, edwards3.com, or at the 3 at gmail.com address. Also, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, as always. May God bless you